What is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you can walk out here and come into the ring and face the very best in the business? Ruthless aggression. Welcome, everybody, to episode 80 of Fretzelmania. I know it's been a couple of weeks. You know, I'm working lots. Summer is still here, and uh, hopefully things will get uh, back to normal here shortly. And because of that, and because my network was kind of glitching out, I skipped uh, about a week or two in the timeline here. So today I'm covering SmackDown from August 1st. 2002 but because of that glitch or something i'm going to give you a little recap as to what happened on july 25th the smackdown that i was in the middle of watching and getting ready to review before i a went on break and b uh well yeah <laughs> went on break so july 25th was the debut of ray mysterio and we come full circle nate take a shot some 20 years later, a couple weeks ago on Monday Night Raw, uh, we had his 20th anniversary match celebration or something. So we had Mark Henry defeating Kurt Angle by DQ. Valbowski defeated Reverend Devon. Rikishi beat Albert. Hulk Hogan and The Rock defeated tag team champions Christian and Lance Storm of the Americans by DQ and by Canadian rules and every other rule that there is. DQ does not mean winning a title unless you are the Quebecers in 1993. Can a Coke if you get that reference. Rey Mysterio in his debut match defeated Chavo Guerrero. John Cena beat Test and in the main event in a steel cage match. Yes, inside of a salad steel cage, Edge beat Chris Jericho. This featured... Interference and shenanigans by the Un-Americans. Rey Mysterio comes in here to dive off the top of the cage in a very, very memorable first night on the job. Meanwhile, in uh, NWA TNA in Nashville at the Fairgrounds Coliseum during the genesis, not of McGillicuddy, of the weekly TNA pay-per-view days, some of these I were watching due to the little card that Satellite Dishes used to basically, not really, yeah, steal pay-per-views to, to totally steal them. So NWA TNA number seven, lucky number seven, we had Matt Stryker, not that one, defeating BJ Whitmer. That's a name that longtime Ring of Honor fans would know. Shout out to Abram Bump, who I will be... Having back on the show in, uh, well, let's say maybe a month or two. It depends on how everything goes. NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion. Yes, that was a thing. At the same time as the X Division, Jimmy Rave defeated Sharkboy, 
the X Division champion AJ Styles pinned Elix Skipper slash beat Sonny Siaki. Apollo, not that one, not that one, and not that one, defeated the late Malice. Bruce beat Taylor Vaughn to win Miss TNA. And yes, this is kind of a Harvey Wilpeman kind of situation here. You know, Santina, do dress and drag, competing for the women's. Bruce was, I believe, in WCW. I don't, he wasn't Lodi. He wasn't Kiwi. He, he, was, he was one of those ambiguously gay, homophobic kind of characters. We had Low Key had a no contest with Jerry Lynn, and in the main event, Jeff Jarrett beat Scott Hall. Now, next week, so I'm just giving you a little bit of a, a peek ahead at August 7th, which we're going to talk about. Next week on the show is a dandy one. Meanwhile, on Dave Burnham, Michael Ragg, and Kyle Bird's favorite show, Velocity, we have Billy and Chuck defeating the Hurricane and Shannon Moore, Tajiri defeating Mike Awesome in a non-ECW match, Cruiserweight champion Jamie Noble defeated Billy Kidman to retain the title. And in the main event of Velocity, of course, it's their favorite, Hardcore Holly defeating Rico. On August 3rd, which was on the Velocity after this show, Hardcore Holly is jerking the curtain against Albert the week after main eventing. Farouk defeated Mike Awesome. You know, Mike Awesome is... Just not the same as he was in ECW. Heck, he wasn't the same guy when he went to WCW to become the uh, fat chick thriller and that 70s guy. So Mike sustained an injury during the invasion angle, and this is him trying to get his footing back, but nothing's really working here. Uh, Billy Kidman defeated Funaki, and in the main event, Billy and Chuck defeated the Hurricane, and Shannon Moore for the second week in a row. We've been in the brand split for a couple of months now, and finally we are having some roster shakeups. You know, the Un-Americans were traded to Monday Night Raw along with Chris Jericho, and at the end of this past ep episode of Monday Night Raw, if it wasn't this one in the timeline, it might have been the week before, I don't know. I'm I'm still lost where I am in the uh, the ruthless timeline here. Brock Lesnar was in Stephanie McMahon's limo. You know, Triple H at Vengeance. He jumped over to Monday Night Raw because of his friendship with Shawn Michaels. Although that was very short lived. We're about to see the the reunion that we've all been clamoring for since 1998, the reunion of D-Generation X. They even did the whole, let's get ready to suck it bit before, boom, Triple H, nails Shawn Michaels, pedigree, massive beatdown. Michaels is carried out in the stretcher, and we're on the road to SummerSlam with these two. Oh my God, I can't wait. But Brock Lesnar jumped to SmackDown. The next big thing is on the blue brand. The SmackDown 6 era is almost here, but giving you a little peek ahead as to what's happening in the main event, 
we start to get the real beginning of the SmackDown 6 era. And one of the guys in that era is Rey Mysterio having the opening match with Tajiri. And I should mention here, SmackDown is from Charlotte, North Carolina. Insert woo here as a couple of weeks ago, Ric Flair had his very last match. Hopefully his last match as that was one of the saddest things I've ever seen. I can't stomach watching the full thing. He passed out twice during this thing. He is 75, God knows how many years old. Dude just gotta let it go. I say that as, you know, Luthez, the greatest wrestler of all time, I'm dying on that hill, wrestled his last match when he was probably in his mid-70s, maybe even early 80s. I think he made it to, what, 90-something? Luthez, best of all time, dying on that hill. So Ray and Tajiri here have an amazing match, and you got to sit back, crack one open, and enjoy that. So we had here baseball slide dropkick to start off here. Uh, I saw a moonsault by Ray Mysterio, a bulldog, a kick, a springboard by Tajiri. It was reversed into a kick by Ray. And then Tajiri does that beautiful tree of woe dropkick. Tornado DDT by Ray Mysterio. Tur Tajiri locks in the tarantula, and because that is a five-count move, it's in the ropes. It's not an ODQ match. He can't tap out to the tarantula. So that was very short-lived. We saw a buzzsaw kick reversed into a pop-up powerbomb. Kevin Owens is taking notes while training in Maryville, Quebec, Canada. 619, West Coast pop. Into a reverse into a sit down, I think, powerbomb by Tajiri. I watched this weeks ago, so my notes are not very fresh in my head, folks. I apologize for that in advance. Top rope, Herman Conrada, and Ray wins. We then get a Kurt Angle promo, and Kurt Angle is wearing his red, white, and blue camo gear, which is just, just amazing. It's found in, I think, one of the SmackDown games for the PS2. I just got a PS2 in the mail a while ago, and I've been reliving a little bit of those uh, older games, but I'm waiting for Here Comes the Pain to come in the mail, and that's when I'm really going to really gonna dig into. So Kurt Angle apologizes to UPN for giving the network a scare because, you know, UPN is loyal to SmackDown, at least for now, and the thought of him leaving for Monday Night Raw would be terrifying. Kurt Angle says that he is the reason to watch SmackDown. And, well, yeah, of, of course you are, Kurt. He said, last week, I let off some steam. He cut a promo last week about, I don't know, threatening to leave or something like that. Again, I couldn't watch. The network glitched up on me. I didn't want to try again. Because of some snot-nosed punk named Brock Lesnar who Kurt had a run-in with last week. He said, I was winning NCAA titles when you were playing Hungry Hungry Freaking Hippos Buster, given the fact that there was an eight-year difference between Angle and Lesnar. That might check out. Although, you know, Hungry Hungry Hippos is, you know, ages four and up, but it's really four to... I'm 38 and I would still play the crap out of Hungry Hungry Hippos. I'm just saying. See, can I ask you one thing, Brock? Where are your gold medals? Um, pretty sure the NCAA hands out gold medals, Kurt. Oh, wait, you mean Olympic gold medals. I say that as I look at my Kurt Angle bobblehead. 
on my desk just beside my computer here. He calls out Brock, but instead gets Hulk Hogan, who's coming up going like, oh, Kurt Angle, like blah, 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 just mocking him, telling him to shut up. Uh, Hulk Hogan says that he's mad at Brock Lesnar because Brock F5'd him last week. Uh, if anyone's going to wrestle Brock, it's going to be me. And yes, I'm thinking this with the benefit of uh, of hindsight. Save the historic encounter between Brock and Kurt for a special occasion. Like, um, I don't know, WrestleMania 19 in Seattle a few months after this. Kurt Angle asks, what, you're going to face Brock? What are you going to challenge him to, a game of shuffleboard? Sounds, uh, that sounds really enticing right about now. Anyone want to play shuffleboard with me, you know, I'm all for it. Stephanie McMahon comes into the ring saying that she loves the competitive spirit tonight. So tonight I'm pitching a match between Hulk Hogan and Kurt Angle. The winner of this match faces Brock next week. And Hogan sends Angle packing. So I guess facing the next big thing in the company is... Some kind of consolation prize. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to be anywhere near Brock Lesnar unless we were both, you know, queuing a steak or something like that, as, you know, Brock is a bit of a butcher, and y'all know that uh, butchering's in my blood. You know, my my dad was one, my grandpa was one. I have fa- My family is full of them. Unfortunately for me, the genetic trait of cutting did not fall upon me and my clumsy ass hands. That and I couldn't stomach being on the slaughterhouse floor where you know where the animals are killed. It's uh yeah, guts and stuff everywhere. No thank you. Meanwhile, Bischoff is in Stephanie's office just because he's saying things like, you know, oh, we're both competitors. It doesn't mean we can't be friends. Edge versus The Rock is the main event. I guess Stephanie reiterates that. I think it's a Raw versus SmackDown match. I don't know. I think one of them was on one of the shows. But Stephanie tells Eric to get out. We have next Brock Lesnar versus Mark Henry. This is Brock's first match on the blue brand as he is been defected to SmackDown from Raw as of last week. I believe it was the night after Vengeance. I don't think it was at Vengeance because I watched that whole show. I think that was the last thing I reviewed for this podcast. That time was a construct. I I don't know. So we had here, Brock Lesnar tried to suplex Mark Henry, but it's a clothesline. Mark then gets the delayed vertical suplex as a tribute to the late great British Bulldog, who passed away not long before this. Brock Lesnar then displays his power with an overhead belly-to-belly and an F5 to win this match. He then comes face-to-face with Hogan backstage and says, I hope you win tonight because I really want to face you. Good luck, brother. Billy and Chuck and Rico are having a bit of a fight backstage. They're not getting along. Billy and Chuck are look like they're about to be on the outs, and Rico is trying to keep the peace here with John Cena laughing, which is actually kind of ironic 
you know, given John Cena, Peacekeeper, DC. Haven't watched it. I don't care. And John Cena's laughing at his former OVW tag team champion partner. And Rico takes exception to this, of course. And Rico says that uh, that hair on your head is worth an hour of ridicule. I could listen to Rico elaborately ridicule someone for an hour. So I just cracked open my beer. I'm listening to Rico. Come on. Let's go. And then John Cena calls Rico Liberace meets the Wolfman, which, <clears throat> okay, that's a good one. Backstage, Brock Lesnar runs into Kurt Angle and also tells him that he hopes he wins. Mind games. And we have now the penultimate, not the penultimate match of the night, but let's call it the penultimate main event as it is the second most important match on the show. Kurt Angle versus Hulk Hogan in a rematch from King of the Ring. Winner faces Brock. Yay? I mean, loser faces Brock, maybe? Because, you, you, you know, Brock Lesnar, next big thing. Human suplex machine, beast incarnate. Insert noun and verb here. Uh, okay, that, that that is some consolation prize. So we see a Hogan chant. But of course, uh, F Hulk Hogan, we here at Fretzelmania don't care for the Hulkster, but we go on here. Respect his past, though. Respect his, you know, red and yellow days, NWO, but nah. He's a, he's a piece of human garbage. Amateur, the amateur skills of Kurt Angle are put to the test here. Working, and Hulk Hogan is working the arm. We see a lot of clotheslines here. A hip toss is denied. Kurt Angle is sent to the outside. And Hogan does the 10 bops to the head to the turnbuckle. And then there is a sign on the crowd. Hey, Brock, I got your next big thing right here. And you know what that's pointing to. There's a wear down, a sleeper with his feet on the ropes by Angle, using the same heel tactics as Hollywood Hogan would have in the NWO. A little bit of a... Not quite a full circle, full circle moment here. Nate put the shot down. It's okay. You see a boot reverse into an ankle lock by Kurt. An angle slam by the Olympic gold medalist, but the Hulkster kicks out. An ankle lock, and then there's a ref bump. Kurt Angle gets the chair, and it is denied Hulk Hogan with the atomic leg drop. Kurt Angle gets the chair, and in the midst of this, you know, the ref is coming to and disqualifies Kurt Angle in... Uh, hilarious moment here so we got brock lesnar versus hulk hogan next week but after this match brock lesnar punks out the hulkster party's over grandpa next up is rakishi versus reverend devon with batista who has mysteriously dropped his deacon title dropped his uh his suit and the lockbox oh we are we are very, very close to the animal. Let's go. Reverend Devon's amazing Give Me Eyes of Righteousness theme just blurs out through the arena as I do a little dance to myself to that theme. Devon ambushes Rikishi. Rikishi then goes through a barricade. A one-man was up 
by Devon, and his head is still in the general direction of Rikishi's crack. It's kind of sold as an inverted stink face, in a way. A Samoan drop and a DDT by Rikishi. A Banzai, and we have a win here. We go for the stink face, but Batista comes into the ring, shows off his power by hitting a beautiful spine buster on Rikishi. Backstage, uh, Stephanie McMahon runs into Stacy Keebler in the makeup chair. She's getting her makeup done, sends away, you know, the makeup lady. Stacy, who is just hired, I think, as like an assistant to Stephanie McMahon, not in the same way that Vince McMahon did. Holy crap, I haven't talked about Vince yet. <laughs> and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that. You all know what happened with him. He retired, <clears throat> forcibly stepped down amidst the years of allegations and hush money. Triple H, Stephanie, and Nick Khan running the show in the past couple of weeks of TV and SummerSlam itself actually have been very enjoyable. Even NXT 2.0 has been... Okay, so yeah, AEW <laughs> better watch. <laughs> yeah, no, they they're, they're fine. They're fine, but yeah, not hired in the same way as uh, Vince had her just a few short months ago. She's complaining about you know Eric Bischoff, you know, being backstage at SmackDown and that she did nothing. I gave you a job, and if you betray me. Or if I see Eric back here again, you will suffer. We then have Jamie Noble and Nydia, the Cruiserweight champion here, cutting a promo to the North Carolina trash in the audience, saying that Nydia came from the finest, neatest trailer parks in all the Carolinas. So I guess she didn't come from, from Sunnyvale, which is unfortunate. And now she's a rich woman. She's almost royalty, but you are still treating her and me like trash. I might as well be a Tar Heel. Whatever that is. And then they're cutting a promo. You know, they're talking about how Michael Cole has been uh, berating Noble and Nydia on commentary. Kind of uh, talk, not talking trash about them, but just talking about them. You know, because Noble cheats and whatnot. He's a heel, mofo. And... Nydia then mounts Cole while Jamie Noble eggs her on to kiss Cole or French him when he's on commentary. <laughs> this is some kind of open marriage thing, you know, like Ray's brother and Archer. It's strange, and given the fact that this open marriage thing is kind of played as a storyline with Billy Gunn and Tori in a year, it's even, it's even weirder. Steph is backstage with the SmackDown roster, uh, by which I mean Bob Holly, Billy Kidman, and the aforementioned Mike Awesome are watching HBK get stretched out on Raw. She shuts it off. And she gets mad that members of her roster are watching Raw. Eric Bischoff was here in this building, and you're watching his show? Why aren't you watching your show? Why aren't you watching SmackDown? Um, because we are taping SmackDown right now, Steph. We can't be watching the show in real time. You idiot. 
You know why you guys aren't main eventing? You're not paying attention to your own product. Um, excuse me, Stephanie, but Bob Holly main evented Velocity. If that's not a main event, I don't know what is. Bob Holly wearing the the Kiss of Death, the the next pay per view shirt, which is WWF Insurrection in the UK, and I am not reviewing that the next pay-per-view is actually SummerSlam, and i hopefully have a special guest lined up for that a uh a game-changing special guest who is bracing for impact <laughs> as we speak and she has a uh demand that no one watches raw ever not even on monday night how are you going to scout your competition stuff you consider smackdown to be competition you're competing with eric well do what wwe did back in the day and watch wcw do what nxt did during the <coughs> wednesday night wars in parentheses and watch aew like seriously know your competition john cena versus rico the former ovw tag team champions collide and smackdown tonight is brought to you by martin lawrence live rundled at on the dvd no it's in theaters at this point in time a martin lawrence stand-up special in theaters i don't think i've ever seen a stand-up routine in theaters other than uh gabriel iglesias's the fluffy movie which is just a cinematic 90-minute stand-up special. Still damn good. I did not go to the theaters to watch it, but still. One of our favorite and classic SmackDown sponsors, Lugs for your feet, and Clearasil. Not for your feet. Know your audience, WWE. Know your audience. One of my favorite themes of all time, the You Look So Good to Me, Rico with a cheap shot kick to kick off this match with those amazing sideburns. Mattingly, I told you to shave those sideburns. Go home. You're off the team for good. Listen, Mr. Burns, I don't care what you think sideburns are. Just shave them, you hippie. Ah, that's a 30-year-old episode now. I'm old. I'm going to go cry. There is a knee and a two count. The moonsault by Rico, which is just gorgeous, by the way is denied the trash compactor aka the the crush power slam aka the sidewalk slam aka the the move that every member of the truth commission used at survivor series 97 the power slam nope that was a sidewalk slam same thing anyways the protoplex by john cena and he wins i think this is his maybe his his first handful of wins on SmackDown as he defeated Test last week, and John Cena's on a bit of a roll here. And then Billy and Chuck jumped John Cena and hit him with a doomsday heart attack to lay him out. Earlier on in the night, Eric Bischoff was kicked out of the arena, but he weasels his way back to ringside here with money to buy front row seats from some mark 
tell me how that works. Don't you get kicked out of the arena means you get kicked out of backstage, but you can still sit in the audience that tell me how that works. That is just not. No, he then starts a watch raw chant, which yeah, I'll watch raw. Raw is best show on TV right now. It's in my mind. It's even better than dynamite, which has been mid as of late kind of over relying on gimmicks and blood and not building characters i mean where the hell is mjf get that guy back on my screen and you get me more invested not elite punk's back though which is very good wrestling is just so freaking snake bit right now everyone's injured and it yeah so Stephanie McMahon comes out here and makes a very special announcement. The main event of SmackDown is not Edge versus The Rock, which would be a very, very good match, by the way. They probably had a few one-on-one matches during the Team Eck era, you know, Edge, Christian, and Kurt Angle. Probably on the house show loop. They they, they had matches on TV. I, I can just picture them right now no 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 it's not edge versus the rock it's edge and the rock against the tag team of my newly acquired raw talent eddie guerrero and the new intercontinental champion chris benoit bischoff is pissed stephanie does it again she once again fleeces monday night raw getting the upper hand and getting some true talent the smackdown six is here y'all everyone's on the brand we got eddie guerrero kurt angle edge ray mysterio chavo guerrero chris benoit they're all here And we are so, so darn close to those six guys being the highlight of the show and also competing for the tag team championship. And man, I, I can't wait for this. So we have Eddie and Benoit versus The Rock and Edge. We have Team Rated R versus The Radicals. Two men who have ties with Toronto, The Rock and Edge. You know, I think The Rock had family from the greater Toronto area. I think maybe his dad spent some time in Toronto. The Rock is one quarter Canadian, by the way, which is a very, very fun fact. Edge being from uh, Orangeville, Ontario, which is, you know, just a stone's throw from Toronto. And we got uh, we got a Canadian in, in Chris Benoit. So it's a very Canada-heavy-esque main event so right away eric jumps the rail just to be absolutely angry at this he then gets kicked out i thought stephanie was going to attempt the na 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 hey hey goodbye song thankfully did not because bischoff is uh he's just gonna be biding his time and waiting to see what happens next he's he's building a 
Dynasty on Monday Night Raw himself, but man, this is SmackDown 6. So SummerSlam is brought to you by Foot Locker, August 25th from the Nassau Coliseum in Long Island, New York. Of course, again, this is with Nate the effing great coming. I think it's going to be sometime in September. Just depends on how the schedule goes. A Samoan drop on Eddie by The Rock. Eddie with a cheap shot from the apron. And there's a bit of an awkward thing here. At least I think it's awkward. Ah. Hydrate yourselves, kids. Especially when you're podcasting. The Rock is kind of playing the babyface in peril at this point in time. Because Edge is waiting to get the hot tag. But Edge then also plays that same role. I think I, I just find it kind of strange because, you know, The Rock is the main eventer. He's the former... Is he the WWE champion? Yeah, he's the freaking undisputed champion in this. And although champions, in my mind, they're not supposed to be invisible. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know why I found that weird. I'm tired. So we see an inverted... Spagingo! Insert dang here. A hot tag to Edge, who dives off the top rope with a clothesline. A monkey flip. The edge matic I still love that, that finisher name. The lasso from El Paso by Eddie, who is working over Edge in this match. A double superplex on the, on the future rated R superstar is denied by a top rope gourd buster. A super sunset flip and a two count. Eddie with the 10 punches and Edge with a mwah, beautiful, gorgeous, very nice looking. It was kind of a Liger bomb. It wasn't quite a you know a D'Lo running power bomb, but more of a Liger bomb, which was is actually kind of the same thing. Shut up, frets. A hot tag to the Rock, who was laying the SmackDown on his own show. Who would have thought? A spear to Eddie Guerrero. A spinebuster to Chris Benoit. The Rock bottom to Eddie Guerrero, but Brock Lesnar is approaching the ring here with a chair, playing a little bit of mind games. And just slowly approaching the ring, distracting the rock. Long enough for Chris Benoit to lock in the crossface for a long, long time to the point where the rock taps out clean to Chris Benoit. No shenanigans, nothing like, what was it, SummerSlam 2000? No, Unforgiven 2000, where fully loaded. One of those pay-per-views, I don't know. I think it was fully loaded, now that I think of it, where there was a visual win, and Chris Benoit was allegedly the WWF champion for a cup of coffee. Then the ref reversed. No, he beat The Rock clean, submitted him clean, and... This is huge for Benoit. Like, he's on an uphill swing here. It's going to take him about a year and a half for it to really bear fruit. But that was a huge win for Chris. And uh, yeah, this was quite the episode of SmackDown. And it wasn't over there because Hulk Hogan brings a chair to to Brock Lesnar. He jumps Brock, setting up their historic encounter, which will be next week 
on the show. So that has been it for this edition, folks. Please follow all of us on Russell Addict Radio at Addict underscore Russell on Twitter, Russell Addict Radio on Instagram. Join our Discord. There is a link in the description here where we just share memes, talk about life, talk about wrestling, and so much more. Join our Patreon where very recently a King Ricky Rose brought back one of his tales of an epic nature. It's been a long, long time since I've since we've all heard one of his epic tales. So why not join our Patreon to get early access to that? You will also get uh you're gonna be getting something from me on the Patreon in the very near future. Maybe it's gonna be in the fall, maybe in the winter, whenever I have time. Maybe even later today. Who knows? Uh, join our... No, I said join our Patreon. No, buy our merch. The link to this is also in the description below. Uh, we got some more things in there. So if you want to have a Fretzelmania sports bra for your, for your tatas, if you want to have a pair of swim trunks for hopping in the lake, if you want to have a towel or a tapestry, a t-shirt, a tank top, a zip-up hoodie from all of us on Russell Act Radio, not just myself. Although, hey, if you buy my merch, seriously, slide into my DMs, and I'll be sure to uh, give it a like and uh, send it along. We have all those things from all of us on Russell Attic Radio, the Kings of the Rings collection, which includes individual collections by King Ricky Rose, the Queen Bee themselves, D.K. Murphy, the Court Jester, himself, Willie T, the Young Lions Perspective, who is also looking out for your young cubs with his line, the Brace for Impact collection. And of course mine, the Fretzelmania collection. So follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Fretzelmania. That's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E Mania. And until next time, keep your stick on the ice.